0: Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Brenton Ford here. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. This episode is about having your breakthrough swim, whether it's in a triathlon or an open water swim. My guest today is a friend of mine who I've coached for the last couple of years, but uh, not so much uh, recently. But uh, he's a recently turned pro triathlete. And a couple of months ago, he gave me a call and he was just asking about what he could do to help have a breakthrough swim and and start making the second pack uh, as a a pro triathlete, making that second pack out of the water because um, like any ITU triathlete, um, and and like any pro triathlete, whether it's you know, sort of half Ironman, full distance Ironman, where you come out of the water, it can't make you win the race, but it can uh, it can make you lose lose the race. So um, with with Paul, he was sort of struggling to make that that second pack, and he was spending a lot of time on his own on the bike, which just makes it a long day out, and it can also impact the speed that you go for the rest of the race. So he gave me a call, and we um, basically just sort of went through what he was doing in his training. That um, that he might want to uh, reconsider and change and um, add some things in and take some things out. So um, I think you'll get a lot out of this episode if you are in the same situation that he was, which was a little bit frustrated with um, with how he was going in his swim, and um, and just wanting to really have a have a breakthrough swim and and come out of the water. With a, a faster group so you've got a better chance of keeping up on the bike and um, and then setting yourself up for a good race. So we cut to the conversation where um, Paul is talking about the, the basically that conversation where we uh, were going through the things that he needed to um, to consider in order to have that breakthrough swim. Let's get into it. To kick it off, can you just explain sort of like when you called me in I think it was March, that time, where were you mentally in terms of your headspace with your swim, and mentally and I guess physically as well with your swim in terms of uh, speed and and out of the water in terms of the rest of the guys.
1: Well, I, was, I wasn't a long way back, but I was enough not to be involved in in the race with the other guys. Um, having a chase down on the bike is not easy at the best of times, let alone when they ride in pretty quick. So. My aim was to sort of get into that second pack just so I could ride with someone. It's got the advantage of being able to pace with them, and it makes the ninety k a bit more interesting and tolerable i suppose to uh, to ride with someone as opposed to um by yourself
0: and when you called me in March like you were you're someone who I think the effort and putting in the the training time and effort, that's never been a question. I think, you know, with your swim, it's just been about finding that sort of right mix of the different types of training and, and that sort of thing. And, and you were sort of, when you called, you, were, you seemed pretty frustrated with coming out of the water behind the, the second pack and having that bike ride on your own. And so you were just called up and were asked, what do you think I need to do to make that second pack? And what did you sort of find, we identified just from that that call, what did you you change in your training?
1: Well, going back to when I first started triathlon, I didn't really swim as a kid. It's um, not the biggest sport in the UK or anything like that. So I'm behind the eight ball from the start. Um, When I phoned you, it was a question of, yeah, I was frustrated. Um, I think the initial swim speed, I've had it in the past, but – Something changed and it just wasn't there anymore. And the times weren't as sharp as they were. The swimming in the open water hasn't never been an issue, but I couldn't rely on that to to get me with the pack. So I think it was just the top end swim, speed, sw- sorry, top end speed, to get me into the swim pack. Pretty much from from the beach to the first hundred meters was probably one of the most critical things that. I needed to uh, fix.
0: And uh, that's, yeah, that's an interesting point. That's um, something that I was talking about with the last person I had on the podcast, which is, which is um, any Jones. She's a swim coach in, in Boulder in Colorado. And uh, that's what she was saying. Like the, the ITU guys, especially, you know, if they haven't got that top end speed to be able to stick with the, everyone for the first 100, 200 meters, then their day is done. And, it, you know, it's not quite so much that in a half Ironman or an man, but, you know, someone like yourself who who needs to get on that, get on the second pack, and you know, it can make a big difference to how the rest of your day unfolds. So, um I mean, one of the things we sort of looked at was uh, the intensity that you were training at in all of your, your sessions. And, and I see this in so many people is that and I used to do the exact same thing is that I used to train in the gray zone a lot where I would do my sort of easy aerobic work too fast just because I, I like to go fast and you know i thought that the harder i trained the better i would get and that is true to a certain extent but when you're not in the right training zones to get the benefit of it then you're kind of stuck in this this gray zone all the time so can you talk about some of the changes that you made just in terms of what you're doing in your workouts the easy stuff but also the the sprint stuff that you started to add in
1: yeah so i kind of changed everything around after we talked and i um it's kind of funny because I do it with the running and the cycling all the time and going to the grey zone, yeah, it's 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 not great to be in there. And I've always done the slow stuff slow and the fast stuff fast. So that was the kind of aim I was going for with the sets. So I think one of the first ones I did, I think it was three lots of, I can't remember how many twenty fives you said to, to do, but it was more, than I thought, and I got halfway through the second set and just gave up. I think i been 20, 25s, three times through or something, and I really smashed the first set and smashed myself so I couldn't do the rest of it. So I sort of started again and went to one set, did that properly, and then the next set I'd do the two sets and just building it up so I could know I could hold the pace. And the proper pace that I wanted and the fast pace that I wanted as well, because I was getting to the point where by the end of the second set, it was the times were dropping off, which is not what I wanted. So once the clock ticked over, I can't remember what it was for the 25, it might have been 17 or 18 seconds, then I would just back off and then just swim it. It was like swim easy just to cool down and then jump out. So um, I think this, the, Top end fast short stuff was a big big change.
0: Yeah, and um, I've got the set in front of me. So, like, I, I sent through a couple of uh, just speed sets. That one you're talking about was was 2025s on 40 seconds uh, with 400 pull paddles recovery in between, and uh, and it was three times through. And this is one I I got from um, a friend of mine um, and somebody who coaches with this um, a friend of mine, Mitch. And yeah, it's just a, it's a good set just to kind of. Almost hit that pace that you that you may need to be at for the first like four or five hundred meters in a in a race to to go out with you know with the group and it's kind of like a, it's it's that funny distance where it's like you know you can't just go all out like you would for for a hundred but it's still sort of fast enough that you've got to have a fair bit of intensity there but it, it's over the course of how long that set goes for like eight nine minutes or something and so you it's kind of a sustained pace and you sort of you know, you need that in the beginning of uh, of your half if you're looking to stick with a, with a certain group. And like that, yeah, it, it was good to see you um, start to do those sorts of sets. And I think you're doing those on your own because one of the things I, I also see a lot of is, and, and I've fallen into this trap so many times, is when I'm training with a, a squad, I'm always like, I either don't want to be caught by the person behind me or I just kind of push myself harder than I, I may need to for a particular set. And um, And that's one thing that we sort of, that we touched on when we were talking that that phone conversation was that you're doing a lot of stuff with a with squads which is great and i think it's that's can really help you push yourself but it also has a trap of of yeah like going too hard in the easy stuff and and also sometimes not getting enough rest for the the speed work um, because depending on the squad you know it, it might just be like you might be going 25s on let's say it was 25 or 30 seconds and you just never get enough time to recover properly and so yeah and so i mean how many swims a week were you or are you doing on your own at the moment what was it before you're leading up to like busso and and canned?
1: i would do three squad sessions and then i do three sessions on my own uh yeah, possibly uh nice. seven if i'm not if i have if I've, if I've hit all my training during the week i could even fit a seventh in on a sunday yeah um, so you're, like,
0: you're putting in the you're really that. putting in the um the the time and the effort to, in, to improve it and like that's and that's why I said like your I'd never question your work ethic when it comes to to training and and like with busso so can you talk a little bit about what you wanted to achieve in well overall for the race in terms of your time and, I, and what you did was a was an amazing time and also what you're hoping to achieve in the the swim in terms of where you'd like to stick
1: yeah so I targeted busso pretty early on it's a Renowned fast half Ironman course, and I've been close to breaking four hours for the half Ironman, and um, so I just went there purely with the idea of breaking that barrier. Um, But thinking to get the times down, um, to be quick enough, I had to get my swim down a fair bit to make the bike or uh, to make the run easier to to get through in the in the time. Um, getting out one of the objectives was to sort of at least ride with at least one other person and I was pretty lucky in the race itself and uh, did get into the second bike pack uh, second swim pack over the course of the season I had been getting faster I'm always conscious of um, the pro women starting behind me and don't really want to get in their way and um, over the course of the season I was Getting passed by less of them, which <laughs> is always nice, and kind of shows showed that I was getting faster. And then um, at busso everything just clicked, and somehow I got into the bike into the second pack. I'm really not sure how, because it's quite a long drag out to the first uh, turnboy, and normally um, having the turnboy early on helps with a uh, kind of sp- spreads the pack a little bit. Um, but yeah, I found feet pretty early on. I was pretty comfortable for the first sort of half of the race and keep an eye on where everyone was. And I had someone behind me as well. So if I did make a mistake and lose some feet, I could always jump onto his feet and, and reassess where I was. Um, the last 200 meters was probably one of the hardest 200 meters I've ever swam. <laughs> Knowing that I was so close to show knowing that I was so close to remaining in the pack um this gave me that extra sort of extra sort of bit of energy to to hold on i think i only ended up losing 5 seconds or so in the end so i made that up quite quickly on the run up the beach and into transition so managed to swim i think it was 25 or 25 and a half minutes for that which um, was probably my quickest swim i've done but it was certainly one of the most important swims after an a race
0: and do you find that in a race in like, like a half Ironman distance race that like you can really put the foot down in the swim and you know you're going to work pretty hard but then because you can then just sort of settle the heart rate on the bike that that you're able to put in that effort on the swim because uh, I think it was I think it was Grant Giles who was, who was speaking to he was talking about that where like he finds a lot of people don't push themselves enough on the swim, and the really good swimmers and, and the ones that have a often have a good race are the ones that do sort of push it quite a bit on the swim because then you can just settle down on the on the bike and it's, it's a long day. So, uh, like, did you did that hard effort at the end affect the rest of your race at all?
1: I think it might have affected my run towards the end. I was speaking to a friend the other day, and he mentioned that you can sort of exert on the swim and it comes back to bite you on on the run and i i'd never heard of that before but um my i really struggled in the last 5k of um of the run and crawled over the line well not crawled over the line but um the four hour marker was rapidly approaching me as i was getting towards the end of the run um i think i only got it by seven seconds in the end so having the intense swim didn't affect the bike much i still had a few seconds to gain had about ten or fifteen seconds to, to make up initially on the bike. I knew that I had to do a fast bike to get near the four. Um with the bike being my strength, I had to really play on that. So it was either I don't think it affected me, but I it wasn't noticeable that it did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. That's it was really good to see you have that well breakthrough race and and, and breakthrough swim. And you know, like everything, you're not gonna have you know, every swim, every race isn't going to be the, the best of your life. But to have to be able to do that, you know you can do it again. And um, and then you race Cairns, which is a full distance Ironman, uh, about a month later. And um, can you talk about uh, how you went there in terms of your time and, and, and what the swim was like and the decision you decided to make in the swim and, and all that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, so I did Cairns at the end of the season just to see, just to test out the distance. Um, I came into the season with no real focus of doing an Ironman and halves are bad enough in the first place let alone the full one so I kind of just got in there and sort of would see what would happen. Um, I had another reasonable start which I was quite surprised by. Um, Being quite short I've got to swim a fair bit further than everyone else but I got into the second pack again but at Cairns it was just a, a different level and um, the guys I was racing were doing, well, I would say at least half iron, their half Ironman pace for for the double the distance. So I, I realized pretty early on that it was going to be a struggle. And with it being my first Ironman in nine years, I didn't want to push the swim too much. I just wanted to be nice and relaxed. And I mean, I didn't know how far. I, I I knew how far the bike was, but I didn't know how my body would react. Um, in the race, so it must be about after a K, I I didn't turn everything off, but it was more of a steady state swim than any, than anything else, and um, ended up leading the third pack into transition one. I think it was 57 minutes or something, which was uh, probably be probably a bit slower than what I would have liked, but um, given that I was swimming solo, as it were, it was probably a pretty good result in the end.
0: And so for someone who's listening to this and uh, they might be in a similar sort of mindset or situation with their their swim time where they're you know, maybe a little bit frustrated with with where they're at, what things would you have them look at in terms of their training or their race strategy? Like what was it for you that kind of what introspection did um, helped you kind of have that really good swim at Basso?
1: It was just sitting down and assessing what swims I was actually doing it's quite easy to turn up to a squad and do do a set. Um, well, it depends on the set, of course. But you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just either following the person in front or looking at the clock and just more often than not just trying to get through the set or even survive the set. Whereas sitting down and actually looking at what I was missing in my swimming or what I actually needed in my swimming. I mean, I was, I was doing the sprint stuff, but probably not... the quality, sorry, not the quantity that I needed. So was actually sitting down and looking at what I was doing.
0: I think that's, and it's, it can be so, not hard to do, but it can be so um, uh, easy to get stuck into the, the habit of just going about your training and just kind of going through the motions rather than sort of sitting down, assessing how things are going, um, what are you happy with, what do you want to change and, and how do you feel like you're going to uh, to take that next step with your... Um, with your racing and you know it's like the um, I think it's the the Stephen Covey um, saying where you know it's about sharpening the saw and um, and I think that's what sitting down and assessing what you're you're doing is um, is all about so it's um, especially for someone like yourself where where you're putting in the the effort so yeah it can just be about taking that sort of that bird's eye view that that broader picture of things so it's um, it was really good to see you have that that swim and I'm excited to see how you go over the next six, twelve months and, and onwards and yeah, and and see you continue to comfortably get into that, that second pack and, and swimming is a, a very long term all sport, it's a very long term um approach that you've gotta have to it because it's not gonna happen in the space of uh one or two weeks. And um I know you've been doing the sport for um for a while now and to get under that four hour mark, to get under that nine hour mark is uh, it's pretty incredible, and it's uh, it's been awesome to to see you do that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do uh, in the future.
1: Yeah, it's been um, it's good. I've had, a, I've had about four weeks off now, and um, the times are uh, drifted uh, drifted away a little bit. And um, coming back, yeah, I'm a bit worried about how to get the speed back. But uh, it's just having the confidence of knowing that I've done it before, and hopefully, I can get it back again.
0: Yeah. I remember when uh when you were training with the well, yeah, with the squad I was coaching i can't remember how many weeks you had off was it like it was eight or twelve weeks or something and it was like uh it was like a winter speedy and then uh, it took you i don't know a couple of months to get rid of i don't know how many kilos you lost, but it was quite a few um but then you you slim down you're a race fit and uh and you're back to normal but you know there's nothing wrong with i think having that it's kind of a you know, roller coaster of uh fitness and uh and weight and all that sort of stuff like it's uh for me I sort of I kinda of need that in winter is my, my training slows down and sometimes eat a little bit worse and but then I get it back on track after a few weeks of just going, Oh my god, I feel like I feel like rubbish and um I really need to eat some better food and then I get back on track and it's uh it's all good. But sometimes you need that like um uh, need that period of where you don't do much and to actually realise, oh, I don't like the feeling of this. I, I wanna I wanna start getting fit again.
1: Yeah, it's been um this, I've, uh, yeah, I've put on a little bit of weight. Uh, I think, I think seven kilograms was was the result this year. And oh, it has to be done. You can't go through the entire season or year after year of just focusing on on what you're eating and and, and your weight. It's, um, it can all come off in the end. And as long as it's um, as long as it's planned and not well, not planned, but as long as it's achievable to come off it before race day, then then it's fine. So. I've got about 5 months to lose 7 kilograms again so I'm pretty confident I can do that.
0: And it would go against your English uh heritage wouldn't it to not have a few drinks <laughs> in, the off, in the in the the off off season. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty bad. Uh, not not <laughs> as bad as um going home to the UK
1: for 4 weeks and um catching up with everyone on a on a daily basis, but um it's been a pretty good winter and it's definitely a lot colder down here, so the extra layer, the extra layer I've, I've got on me is um, helpful.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to justify it, isn't it? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, blame it on the cold. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for that, Speedy, and um, I'm sure I'll, we'll catch up soon. And uh, appreciate you sharing um, what you've you've gone through in the last uh, couple of months and and how you've gone about improving your swimming. I think it's uh, uh, helpful for a lot of people, so I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Brenton and uh, cheers for the advice. And uh, certainly wouldn't have got the results if it wasn't for the sort of timely words of encouragement to to get me across the line.
0: Yeah, cheers. And uh, like I know what I played was a very small part, and you've got um, um a lot of good coaches working with you too, and uh, and it all comes down to the effort that you put in. So it's um yeah, it all it all comes down ultimately to um to yourself. So um, thank you very much, and we'll um we'll catch up soon. Cool. Cheers, Brenton.